0: Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. G'day and welcome. It's Jeremy from Farm Owners Academy. Um, Delighted to have you once again listening to the Profitable Farmer Podcast as we wrap up for Christmas 2019. um, I just want to start off by wishing you all a wonderful end to the year and a um, a really compelling, restful, and fun-filled festive season. I'm from all of the team at Farm Owners Academy, and from Profitable Farmer, Happy Christmas! So, um, really excited in this podcast to speak with Tracy Seacom who is part of the farm owners team. She's been an amazing business coach to um, so many of our farming community within farm owners. And Tracy, I know that um, so many of our clients are just valuing your contribution to them as individuals and to their families just so highly. So, Firstly, welcome and secondly, thank you for the support that you're extending out to our amazing group of clients um, as they navigate the vagaries of this thing called agriculture.
1: Thank you, Jeremy, and thank you for the opportunity. I feel very blessed to know all of these incredible families and also for them to be so vulnerable with me and share their challenges and their achievements and their wins. And, yeah, it's just so wonderful to know them all. Mm.
0: Um, Yeah, we're fortunate, aren't we, in the role that we get to play um, as coaches helping support people on their journeys and and just giving them the the comfort the confidence the the belief the reassurance that they need to move forward um strongly as they as they do
1: yeah it sure is so
0: tracy what i wanted to cover off on with you today if we could firstly or two things really one is to just hear from you your reflections on the year that's been and and just perhaps to share some of the the key insights that you've picked up in your travels across our client base this year. Um, And then secondly, I'd love for you to share with us um, some tips on how to um, reflect and then how to set down some meaningful intentions and goals perhaps, um, and perhaps some new habits for the year ahead. Is that okay?
1: That sounds wonderful. Well, 2019 has been an an incredible year for me. I have continued to coach as part of Farm Owners Academy Um, and at the same time I've been building my Soul Pleaser business on the side. Those two have definitely crossed over. I didn't realise that that would happen. Um, So many people in the rural community have really related to my message and have decided to explore that further through the Soul Pleaser program, which has been a blessing and a delight. As much growth for me as it has been for them. And personally, um, I went and met uh, one of my idols, Neil Donald Walsh, who is an author um, of some of my favourite books. And so I got to meet him in a retreat where there was only seven of us there um, for five days in America. So that was really um, a life-changing experience for me. So 2019 has been significant. It was a milestone in the years that I've been here. I turned 50 this year. Um, With 50, I think as a woman, there's this breathe out relief. Um, You know, I'm an older woman now, so I don't have to try so hard or something. (laughs) So I can just step into being wise instead of all the other expectations that perhaps we put on ourselves as women. Um, And in terms of my experience with clients, I have seen this incredible shift um, in people which I think is quite often brought about through challenges. So even though it can be some of the most difficult times in your life, when you come out the other end of it and who you are as a result of those challenges is really inspiring and really sets you up for Um, the future and what's to come so I've just felt honoured to be a part of that when things go wrong for people and when they go right and just to help them navigate the parts that they can control so seeing their reflection on them observing themselves behaving and reacting differently to circumstances than perhaps they would have in the past has been really inspiring.
0: Yeah, I I can only imagine. There are so many examples of that, aren't there, Tracy, across our client base. Um, People with a new set of beliefs and skills and tools, perhaps navigating challenging times and adversity um, differently and perhaps with more resilience than they might have in the past.
1: Yeah, we had a great example of one of the conversations with Tracy sessions where um, a family who had only just got rid of foot rot and they were so certain that they weren't going to see it again and then it came back and they just felt really deflated and really disappointed, but it also sent them into a spin. Um, and. It made them feel like they had to give up on their goals that they'd set for that year because they hadn't anticipated that this would occur. And it was really interesting and so rewarding to see them take on board um, the reframing that I suggested, which was to say, This is just your new priority. This is what's happened. And so instead of feeling disappointed and thinking this is going to stop us from reaching our goals, then really write down your plan of how you're going to get rid of the foot rot. Your priorities are in a different order now. Whatever you thought was on the top of the list has been changed and that's okay. So being able to move into that acceptance. And they did that really quickly and were feeling better about it within 24 hours. And I think that that, you know, is really to be attributed to the whole Farm Owners Academy experience, that they would be able able to take that on board and get active, roll up their sleeves start to shift that challenge and then see that they could still go for their goals and this wasn't actually an an obstacle that was going to stop Mm. them in their tracks.
0: It's amazing. Thank you for sharing that um, perfect example. So what is it we naturally do, Tracy? and without, I guess, the skill set on how to self-correct and remain resilient, what do you see... Um, most people do when faced with that second challenge like foot rot arriving again or the drought not breaking and us having to go through another year without a harvest or without what what do you see people perhaps naturally defaulting to um
1: Yeah, that's such a great question and it's really dependent on the conditioning, but I think that there's some commonalities with our Mm -hmm. conditioning, particularly when we're of a similar age and from a similar generation, but particularly in a rural area as well, there are some commonalities in the type of conditioning and one of them can be life is a struggle um, and there is a lot of things outside of your control Um, and so you just have to take what you get Um, it's too if it's too good to be true, if it seems like it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. So all of these quite limiting beliefs which cause you to jump to the worst-case scenario when you're faced with a challenge. Yeah. So rather than being disappointed, which is totally normal, so the first emotion would be, oh, this is not really what I wanted to happen, but then quickly being able to take that responsibility for playing some part um, in what you can control. So, obviously, there are things out of your control, but certainly the way you respond is what you can control, and what you do next is something that you can control. And so, the default for a lot of people is to become anxious, and to be anxious, you need to be futurizing. So, you need to have catapulted forward and start to make up a story about what's going to happen next. And quite often, it'll be the worst case scenario. Whereas if you stay very present and focus on what's real, then it gives you an opportunity to look at it objectively, look at the facts, and then be able to take action based on those facts without losing faith about being able to correct this. Um, One of my clients that I'm working with in Soul Pleaser, we established that his limiting belief is that life is against you. And so, one of the mm. new beliefs that he's implanting is that life is on my side.
0: Nice, and that's. I'd like to come back to that, but that that is that is perfect. Um, a couple of things you said there. Just just when the when something happens that let's call it adversity, an unexpected event that that might not be in the plan um, that we expected. Firstly, is it okay to feel how we're feeling? So if there is disappointment, frustration, um, I think a lot of blokes perhaps sort of suppress those feelings and get on with logic trying to solve it and and marching on. What's your comment? How do we navigate letting it be okay to, to feel how you're feeling, get through that and then perhaps reprioritise? What's, what's your comment there?
1: I'm really glad that you asked that question because we're taught so much about positivity that sometimes we think that there is no room to feel anything else. Mm. It's really important for us to honour all of our feelings. And a lot of the people that I'm working with are actually dealing with blocked emotions. So, um, for example, I grew up with my dad saying, don't answer me back. (laughs) And some people may be able to relate to that, and I'm not blaming him for that. I bet his dad said that to him or worse. And so I just learnt to push it down, you know. So I might want to have yelled at Dad or felt an emotion, cried maybe or got angry with him, but I wasn't allowed to and so I had to push those emotions down. And so emotions are energy. So if we don't express and feel our emotions as they come up, then we actually hold them down and those blocked energies stay there and we actually keep creating Opportunities to allow that emotion to be expressed. Wow. So, a lot of people get incredible shifts when they finally express an emotion that they've been holding on to for a very long time. And so, it's just a matter of finding ways to express those emotions in healthy ways rather than projecting them onto the nearest person, which will mm-hmm. often be a loved one. So Sometimes you realise that you're overreacting in a certain circumstance when you do feel an emotion and that's because the emotion is not just about the circumstances that are happening right now. It's a build-up of all these similar circumstances in the past and it all comes out. It's like you're a volcano erupting. You've kept quiet, you've kept quiet, you've pushed it down and then it explodes and comes out as an overreaction and we can tend to blame and project it on the people around us. So when you feel that emotion coming up, you know, I encourage my clients to excuse themselves from the person they're with and saying, you know what, I'm feeling really frustrated. I'm going to go outside and scream or, you know, punch a punching bag or go for a run or feel this emotion. And when I've allowed it to sort of pass through me, then I'm going to come back with a clear head and we can start to problem solve and take action
0: thank you so just to stay on that for a moment if if we do suppress emotions because that's what we've learned to do or from whatever do you have a view on on how what that where what um how does that manifest what can happen if we do suppress emotions rather than let them out and then secondly um I've I've had a spiritual guide and a, a shamanic coach um recently who's been amazing at helping me stay with those emotions and not just letting them out but kind of observing them for what they are and and using them as an opportunity to seek new clarity as well. So my question to you is Tracy what what happens if we do suppress those emotions? And secondly, How can we stay present with those, that emotional release, if you like, and use that as an amazing opportunity to seek and find new learnings and new clarity?
1: So the first thing is there's a lot of things that can happen through suppressing emotion. Um, One of them is that we can gradually over time physically damage our bodies Um, So they've done lots of scientific testing now to show that negative thinking and negative emotions that are held down are actually toxic to the body. And so those toxins are actually impacting us physically. So you can actually start to develop chronic disease through continually holding down suppressed emotions. Mm. The other thing is that what I see with a lot of people is that you close down your heart So an incident can occur where you learnt, don't ever show your emotion because if you do, you'll get hurt. And so you lose the um, ability to be vulnerable. And so you hold on to that emotion and you become hardened. And then you're missing out on connection. Um, One of the guys I was talking to during the week, he was saying that he's very aware on an intellectual level that he needs to stop working so much on the farm and spend more time with his children who are toddlers and then he felt almost guilty admitting to me that when he's playing with them, he doesn't really feel it. He doesn't feel that connection. And he's lost that through his programming of being this robot where he's been taught that you just have to work hard. And so he's closed down his heart and he lives in his head. And our connection, which is really one of the most important things in life in life is to be connected to our loved ones and other people, comes from the heart. And so that's probably, I think, one of the very sad side effects of not allowing yourself to feel your emotions um, is losing that heart connection so that you can't really feel um, emotions anymore because you've got Mm. used to covering them up. Mm. And you lose that opportunity to be vulnerable, which means that you can really deepen the connection with a loved one by honestly sharing with them how you're feeling. And particularly with men, this whole idea of being tough um and you know equally i've said this before my mum grew up in the country and she grew up on a farm and a lot of women that i speak to have become tough as well and they pride themselves in being tough and there's nothing wrong with being resilient um but i think that you're missing out on so much if you can't allow yourself to be vulnerable and feel the whole gamut of emotions as well And then the second part to your question is the absolute gift of being able to feel an emotion and allow it and sit with it and be present with it. Um, It's amazing how uncomfortable we can feel when an emotion comes up and how quickly we want to push it down again. But I think probably the biggest realization is that it's just a feeling and it's just not as scary as we thought it was going to be. Mm. And the absolute relief after you actually feel it and sometimes you just get some profound insight into yourself and almost you can see yourself and the way that you behave which gives you some options um, to choose and become conscious and behave differently in that moment that you sit and be present Um, with that emotion and let it flow through you but most people will say that they feel like a whole weight has lifted off Mm. them and that's what emotion blocked emotion does it drags you down energetically
0: tracy do you mind me asking do you have an experience of that
1: i do yeah i am i was in i was a workaholic and i was really really stressed only three years ago um and I was just striving and striving to achieve, like my whole life was about the next achievement. I noticed over time that the sense of satisfaction with each achievement shortened in how long it actually lasts. It wasn't really cutting it anymore, but I didn't know what else to do. That's all I knew. And Mm. my self-worth was based on that next achievement. And when my mum passed away, I realised that I had all my priorities wrong That this one-eyed focus on being successful, um, having plenty of money, um, you know, feeling like I was good enough because I could set a goal and smash it. And there's nothing wrong with those things. It was the attachment to it and almost the addiction to it, that need for it. It was like, where will I get my next hit? You know, just like Mm -hmm. an addict. Um, And then the hit doesn't work anymore. (laughs) You know, you need a bigger dose. Um, And so I really surrendered Um, when I got to that point and at that point I didn't care if I ever achieved another thing in my life all I wanted was peace of mind I wanted the loop thinking to stop the overthinking um, just that feeling of never quite reaching whatever it is I was trying to reach just lost meaning and purpose and when I surrendered and realized Um, that life is about being joyful and finding what you love and doing it and serving others and loving and connecting with other people, it was like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. And it meant turning my back on some things. It meant walking away from some things. And there was great relief in that.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. I I can relate. Um, I reflect on my last... 10 years as well and having worked a lot with with clients as a business coach um three years ago my wife and I decided that we wanted to get off the sideline and put the mouth guard in and get back on the field and so we looked for a business to buy um and we looked for about 18 months or two years and there was a lot of striving and trying to track down and manufacture and find that next opportunity and um there was sort of a whole lot of work and energy and and then frustration around that. And it wasn't until I actually really sat with that and understood why it was that I was playing that way and then I let that frustration go and then just sort of surrendered to the notion of I, I'm just going to let an opportunity present. I'm going to see. Um, here we are, right? The Farm Owners Academy kind yeah. of arrived, arrived to me with a text message to Robo and... Um, I I couldn't have dreamed that um, an opportunity to be part of bringing business coaching and all of these principles into agriculture could arrive. So um, it is, isn't it? It's often when we stop being driven and striving and and focused and trying to manufacture our outcome that, that that's when the joy of life can arrive to us and perhaps it's through that that results can turn up beyond our wildest dreams
1: yeah i think we're blocking those possibilities when we're so attached to the how you know when we decide that we want something um i think it's really important to focus on how that thing would make you feel um and if you would feel content then feel content now if you would feel proud of yourself feel proud of yourself now if you would feel relief then do something to fill that now and then just focus on the intention Um, and most people want to be healthy they want to be happy they want to have great relationships and they don't want the stress and financial strain and so they want to know that everything's going to be okay and that can be a choice to have that state of mind And quite often people are already experiencing some of those things and Mm -hmm. they're actually worrying about whether they're going to lose those things. But interestingly with how Farm Owners Academy fell in your lap, it fell in my lap as well, totally unexpected when um, Robbo called me and asked me if I'd like to coach. But the same with Soul Pleaser. I found a little um, note that I'd written five or six years ago now, um, and it said that I am helping people to live the life of their dreams. And I didn't know about Soul Pleaser. I didn't know about Farm Owners Academy. And here I am helping people live the life of their dreams. So I didn't try to manipulate those details. And mm. that, I think, is where the magic can really show up.
0: Is it, is it letting go of trying to own the house? I'm keen to talk to you next perhaps about having clarity and setting down goals um, because we could could construe that that's us trying to manufacture our future, whereas what we've talked about now is just allowing things to turn up. Um, I'm so I'm keen to explore that whole construct of, of goal-setting perhaps compared to setting intentions. Um, but that I, I'm, I'm finding myself saying to people, have less of an attachment to how you're going to get there. Just get clear on the what. So what's what's your comment there, Tracy? Yeah,
1: I agree. I think that... Um you need to come back to what's most important to you. So a lot of people, when they join Farm Owners Academy, come up with their core values um, in the context of, you know, when you're going to, for example, employ someone, you have this culture within your business, which is very, very important. But personally, I think it's really important at this time of the year to reflect on what's most important to you individually Mm. because we can end up setting goals that are not our own. We can set up goals that we think are ours, but it can be related to um, pressure, for example, that we imagine that we have on us. Um, so I received a beautiful email from one of my clients this morning who said that he has recognized a limiting belief, which is I am responsible for the wealth of my family. Mm. And so he puts all this pressure on himself to work really hard at something that he may not necessarily be enjoying anymore because he believes that it's his responsibility. And he's discovered a new truth, which is it's not a responsibility, it's a choice. I actually choose to create wealth for my family, but I now believe that I can also enjoy what I do. And so he started to make some shifts in his business. So by really understanding why you're doing what you're doing, you know, a lot of people think that they're doing what they're doing because they have no choice. A lot of people think that. Mm. They, they mm. are in life where they are because they just have to be. Yeah. Um, and when you become aware that you are where you are now through all the choices you have made. So in the example of a farmer, if you were handed the business over, you chose to accept it. So you might believe that there's an expectation for you to do it, but in the end you chose it. So it's taking that real responsibility for choosing where you're at and then deciding if I could do anything in the world, what would I do? And if you don't know that answer to that question, then what do I do already that I absolutely love? What do I want more of in my life? What do I want less of? And that's why the self-reflection is really important when you're coming up with that intention. Because you can look back and go, I was happy when dot, dot, dot. And you can look at all the times during the last year that you were happy. I was stressed and frustrated when. And then you discover, Mm. okay, should it be me that's doing that? Is it the way that I'm doing it? Is it my state of mind as I do it? And you can develop an intention through reflection of what's working and what's not working. But sometimes if you don't know exactly what you want, It may be that you want an increase in income because you will feel secure. So then what your intention is, is I am secure. Mm. I feel secure. Or whatever it is that you're really craving. I really believe that it's the feeling that you're craving. So you can almost boil down your intentions to um, feelings. And having said that, um, there are some big life goals that I have that I want to do. Um, meeting Neil was one of them. There are other peoples that, people that I really admire. And I just know that I will meet them. I have no idea how I'm going to meet them. But that doesn't even, you know, have to be worked out. I just keep showing up and being open to the opportunities that I have each day. Um, we are selling a property. Uh, we are developing another one. So I just imagine all of that working out beautifully, you know, great tenants move into the, the place that we've developed, um, but then I let it go because I don't have to stay thinking about that. I accept that that will happen and now I do what's in front of me and I'm fully present with what the task is right now.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. So what's what's your, what's the difference between goals and intention,
1: Tracy? I think it's why you set the goal in the first place. So for me, my intention is to help raise the consciousness of people, which basically means help them to become more aware, do more of what they do in life and be more awake and alert rather than continuing to live their life on autopilot, which is through their conditioning where we just react to triggers the same way Mm -hmm. we always have. And I believe that if we all raise our consciousness, we'll have a happier world, and that will change things that are happening on a global scale. Um, So it's quite a big intention, but when I set that intention, I don't get overwhelmed by how I'm going to do that. I just am very, very conscious right now where I'm sitting here with you talking. So, what allows me to be able to help people raise their consciousness is for me to be conscious. Mm-hmm. So, when I'm coaching, I'm very alert, I'm listening to what the person's saying, and I have an open mind to allow the answer to come through rather than my mind wandering and me slipping into my conditioned personality. So, an intention is really that underlying deep why. Um, so, for example, Um, somebody might want to um, expand their farm because they want their children to be able to work alongside of them so they're not ready to stop. So there's this deeper, meaningful, heartfelt reason for what they're doing Um, because I don't believe that you often have the power to create what you want with balance if there isn't a heartfelt, meaningful reason behind it There's nothing wrong with wanting to make a lot of money, but if it's just for the sake of it, quite often you're going to actually sacrifice something else for that, um, your health or your relationships.
0: So there's two parts to this that are coming up for me. One is reflection as we um, arrive to the end of 2019. Um, So my first question there is what advice do you have for people to self-reflect, as you've described, more about their own values, their own priorities, their own wants and desires? Because often we do it logically for the business. But I think what you're suggesting is to take some time to do it for self. And then what advice have you got then after that perhaps to start reflecting on a deeper intention for the new year perhaps rather than... Again, logical goal setting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so the reflection, I think, is actually the majority of the process. Mm. I think the more that you can be self-aware, the easier the next step is. And I think that that's why sometimes goal setting is not necessarily very effective is because there's no self-reflection first. Um, And so, you know, just ask yourself, like, what is my life about? Like, why am I here? You know, what's important to me? Um, what do I love? What lights me up? You know, when is the last time I felt content? When is They're the last amazing. time I They're felt They're
0: amazing, amazing time? questions, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And often we just feel like that's self-indulgent to ask that question. We've been not guy. been taught that that's okay. Mm. Life is a struggle. Life is hard. You know, um, it's not handed to you on a silver platter, was told to me by my client today, one of her, Um, sayings that she grew up with if you want something you have to work hard for it and there's nothing wrong with taking inspired action it's just realizing that life is meant to be fun and you get to choose what's fun for you and we're all different so what do you love you know what Mm. I love is not what somebody else loves You know, um, when my 50th birthday present to myself was to go and sit in a room with a 75-year-old man and talk about books, you know, my teenage daughters thought I'd gone mad. (laughs) (laughs) They probably would have gone to the Bahamas. But, you know, everybody has their own unique desires. And I think just allowing yourself to find out what they are, and a lot of people that I talk to don't even know because they've never really asked themselves that question
0: Yeah. And I think that's a wonderful thing for people to do, especially if in the here and now there is hardship and adversity. So there's drought, or for some of our clients, they're navigating having just um, had a fire across part of their farm, which is huge for them. But those deeper questions are more about the questions about when, and I remember distinctly about 10 years ago, I arrived to Jack Canfield's Golden questions i'm not yeah. sure if you've seen them tracy but they're oh, they're, they're so consistent with the questions that you've just come. but it's when are when are all the times in life when i felt truly alive and joyful what is it that i when i was young that i really loved to do um what are um my deepest natural skills and talents they're just a wonderful list of 15 questions and i know that when i actually took the time to to really reflect on those and and journal around them the outcome of that was clarity, and then moving into intention setting, as you say, is perhaps a, a smaller part of the whole exercise. Um, yeah, because once you know
1: that, then it's obvious what you want to achieve mm.
0: and do. Yeah, I might suggest that that we share those questions, um, those that you have just just sort of raised, and and also those Jack Ganf- Canfield Golden questions, just so that people can access those and perhaps have a more significant reflection exercise leading into Christmas than um, just thinking about the year that's been because what we're suggesting is that it's so much more than that
1: yeah yeah I think that that's a great idea and in terms of then once you've done that self-reflection and then setting the goals the intention is the why but The way we're actually going to get to the goal in the end is by very small tweaks in what we already do. So we're creatures of habits and everything that we create in our life is created because of our habits. So we can set a conscious goal and it doesn't affect our habits because our habits are caused by the thoughts in our subconscious mind, which has come from our conditioning. Um, So a very simple example is food. A lot of people eat the same food that they ate when they were growing up. Now that might be great if you were brought up with very, very healthy food or there might be some improvement that you could make based Mm. on that. Mm. So if, if I was going to focus on something at this time of the year, what I've had success with is just creating one new habit per year And that's because my belief and, you know, everyone has their own belief, but my belief is that there's no point in doing something for a short period of time. If you're going to change something, change it in a way that you're comfortable doing it forever rather than and being open to changing it in the future but not saying, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this challenge for 21 days because that doesn't really impact the change in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I look at my results now and I realise that they're very much a reflection of the one thing that I've chosen to change each year. Um, and if you can go into 2019 just picking one thing um, and committing to that, being very strong about your why for it, mm. but also understanding your cues for it, you know, what triggers you to do the habit that you have now that you want to change and what exactly are you going to do to change it to a positive trigger so it triggers a new behaviour.
0: So many people, and I can, <laughs> I'm, I've done this as well, try and change th- three or four or five things, often major at once. You're yeah. suggesting just one change this yeah, year? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And, and what, what advice have you got for people around staying true to that and how to, to follow through on that so it does become... A lasting, long-term adjustment and correction, rather than a short term that we, you know, we fall off the bandwagon on.
1: I think you just have to be really, um, really in love with the outcome. Um, it has to be really important to you. Um, so, for me, for the last couple of years, three years or so, my intentions has been to raise my consciousness, and so from that. I am presented with tools that help me raise my consciousness. Um, So, for example, I was introduced to meditation um, and so I want to raise my consciousness so I realised that meditation is going to help me do that. Mm. So that fitted with my intention. Um, Health is very important to me. Um, There is a whole string of Um, family history of cancer in my family and so one by one I've created new habits each year that are in alignment with that um, particular intention Um, my um, connection with my family and being present is very important and when I get very passionate about what I do I can find myself looking at my phone too much because I want to help people as soon as they ask me a question. I want to help them straight away. Mm, mm. Um, But I realise that I'm in control of that and that I can just check in um, at certain times. And so that is how my habit that I've decided to choose has come about for this year coming up, 2020. So my new habit is to schedule in times that I will reply to questions rather than replying to them all the time.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. And that's fantastic because I think in today's world, we're so connected, aren't we? And um, perhaps being conscious is about disconnecting um, at least for a good chunk of our time. Wow.
1: Yeah. And it allows you to be present. Um, And so if we're always looking at our phones, it really gets in the way of relationships. But the other thing that can help is really believing in what it is that you're committing to. Um, So researching it. Um, I gave up sugar, for example, seven years ago, and that was so easy for me to do because in my physiotherapy business, I was helping people with wellness in the workplace. And so I learned about what refined sugar does to our bodies at a very scientific level. And so I couldn't, I'm like, well, I can't keep doing that because I really understood it. So I think researching the habit that you're thinking about changing so that you're convinced, you're convinced that there's a really good reason to do this. You're not doing it because your wife told you to, for example. Yep, that yep, will never yep. work.
0: <laughs> yep. yep. Um. So just on what we've spoken about and for our listeners, I'm going to ask that we put together some questions um, that are really empowering questions questions that might inspire deeper reflection and that we put that up on our facebook um stream tracy if that's okay just to help people with that um what advice or what tips would you give to people once they've done that reflection that can help them um identify that one habit that um they want to make positive change around Um, coming into 2020, and then secondly, to set some strong, um, really well-grounded intentions for the new year?
1: Yeah, I think um, it comes down to that self-reflection and noticing what really makes you feel good and perhaps where you'd like to improve, where you notice that you're not showing up as the best version as you. So you really take responsibility for that And you reflect on what is the pattern there? We can always see a pattern if we look for it. So you might notice that a trigger for you is when you walk in from the house straight after you've been out on the farm. So, you know, you're tired um, and perhaps you need time. To yourself for a little while, but the kids come up and jump on you, and maybe your wife starts to talk to you about something, and you know you just need a bit of peace in that time, and you reflect on that and ask yourself, what could we do differently around that so that it's actually a really great experience when I get home from work, rather than what it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. You might already mm-hmm. have a great experience, but in that example, um, and you know Michael shared in the Lulabar last week that men sometimes do need to just have some space first. Yeah. And and the woman who often has more words, <laughs> my husband says to me, have you got all your words out yet when I start talking? Um, and so it's just us allowing them to have that space and then saying, is now a good time, you know, for us to have a chat yeah. and opening up communication that way. But if we're just honest with each other, it gives us that opportunity. So I think that... You can set intentions based on that reflection. And then in terms of the great big vision, I think it's really great to have the very big vision, the freedom vision. What does that mean to you? And it means something different to everybody else. Mm. Um, And just really having faith in that. I think the reason people control the how so much and are very attached to it must show up this way is because they don't really believe it's going to happen any other way. So I think that you're missing out on this infinite potential of um, innumerable possibilities that you cannot come up with, which we've both shared examples of, if you're very hell-bent on doing things a certain way. Mm. So I think just really think of the vision. What would you absolutely love if you had no limits and if you knew you couldn't fail? Um, And some people find that so hard to answer because their belief is that people do fail you know, they straight go to that. Just let go of that for the time being and really find out what you truly want Um, and just have some faith that you can create that um, without knowing all the details. And then really focus on being present because while we're stuck in the future or the past, we're not doing our best right here and now.
0: Thank you. Just incredible insights. Um, We convened our... Platinum Mastermind clients up at Mooloola this week and they had two days of um, reflecting on their achievements um, and then setting down, reviewing their three-year vision and and setting down their plans. Um, What were your key insights from your time with our clients who were able to make that event? Um, And what, what tips came from that for our listeners?
1: Um, I think one of the big things that came out of it was that people were relaxed enough in that environment to really get some aha moments about what's important to them Um, and some of the things that maybe they're doing because they think they should. Um, One couple shared a breakthrough where um, they had been working on the farm together and the male of of the partnership has decided that He actually doesn't want to do it anymore, and she does. And so they're completely changing everything in 2020. Um, And they had this incredible example that they shared of a manifestation that resulted from them really trusting that this would work. Um, And so what um, the female said was, I need... $30,000 so that I can bring my son home so that we can free up my husband so that he can pursue what he wants um, and we can continue to run the farm. And so they had a land sale coming up and she said she just said it but then she forgot about it and she wasn't attached to it. So everything she's been taught. And um, she wasn't able to go to the land sale and her husband went and he just had the most incredible goosebumps when the sale turned into $32,000, which is exceeded all logical expectation. Um, and it was so close to the amount that she'd said. And this is just an example of what we're mm. saying when we mm. get this clarity and we're able to tap into the truth and be honest with each other. I mean, that's a big deal for the male farmer to say to his wife, actually, I don't really like farming, (laughs) you know, that's a big deal. And she was really open and said, that's okay, I do, I'll do it, you know. So that was really exciting. I was really warmed by that.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful example. And there are no limits to our thinking or our sort of inquiry around this. I think there are stereotypes that needs to be him doing the farming and we need to... You know, remove all attachment to those stereotypes, and it does highlight for me the need to have and dedicate genuine time to this deep reflection um, over the festive season, or as soon as you can. So, um, to those listening, if you can claim for yourselves a, a day or two days just to to sit with a journal and and to reflect on some of these questions and to really check in on what comes up for you without any expectation of control around that, Um, that's where clarity can arrive if you you give it the time and space and allow for that to happen. So um, thank you, Tracy. Wonderful insights and great examples.
1: Yeah, and I really agree with what you're saying about doing it at this time of the year. If you are lucky enough to be going into a bit of a break where you can actually stop working, even if it's for a week, this is when the subconscious mind can do its magic, is when we're relaxed. Mm. We have our best ideas when we're relaxed. And so if you have this self-reflection at this time of the year, just before you go into that break, this is when real breakthroughs can happen. So don't force it, but just start to ask yourself the questions. And if you don't have the answers now, they may just show up while you're lying by the pool or the beach.
0: Perfect. Wonderful. Have you got any other questions or or comments around this, Tracy? at this stage?
1: No, I think I'd just like to add that um, what you said is very important is that what we're capable of is limitless and so if you find yourself having a rebuttal when you set a goal saying but that's not possible i can't do that to just question that and allow yourself to believe that if you desire it if you truly want it you can create it um and it just takes that belief in yourself
0: Mm, thank you wonderful comment um so for those of you listening, I guess one of the things that I think—I can't speak for you, Tracy—but one of the things that I'm most proud of about being part of FOMA, farm owners, that that sure we're about helping people learn new skills on how to be more successful business owners um, and and farm leaders or farm business leaders. But what I love about this program is that it is as much about you. Um, learning how to improve and pursue our best self whilst we go about that journey of becoming more successful farm business owners. And um, again, Tracy, the the contribution and the impact that you're having across our community, um, equally David and Cheryl and others, it is outstanding. And I know that Greg and Robo and, and the team are just so delighted that this program is developing to be so holistic in how it supports um, farming families and the individuals within those farming families um, around um, the mindset piece equally with the business piece. So um, isn't it wonderful that it is as holistic as it is?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And it's another example of when Andrew and Greg first sat down all those years ago with this idea and this concept, it's become bigger than anything they could have possibly imagined in terms of the impact that it's having. Mm. Um, So, you know, that's what's so exciting when you trust your goal and you go for it, um, that it can be bigger than you could possibly imagine right now.
0: And we have some wonderful intentions and plans for uh the farm owner academy and how we expand it in this coming year to support more farming families and so if you'd like to learn more and be part of our journey and if you feel like this program is something that um might have a place for you and and with your family please reach out um on our website you'll find our phone number um or um jump on to um The Take Control Program or inquire about our mastermind, we'd love to speak to you about how um, we can support you um, in so many aspects of improvement in this new year. Tracy, thanks again so much for your um, guidance and your comments and um, for helping, I guess, our listeners explore how to more deeply reflect and set more powerful intentions for the year ahead.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Nice to connect. All the best, ladies and gents, as I say, for a wonderful finish to this year um, and a a fantastic Christmas and festive season and look forward to checking in again um, on Profitable Farmer early in the new year. Take care all and bye for now.